break. Actually, I had a dilemma. I was here before for Mincha, and I noticed there was a lot of traffic down Main Street. They're fixing the road over there. And I didn't know what to do. Should I? Um, I know that Shimon waits for me to pick him up, and he lives down by Hickson Farm. And I knew that if I'm going to sit in the traffic, as it happened, I'm going to be missing uh, most of the minion. So, and on the other hand, I have no way of communicating to him. So if I can call him on the telephone, I would call him and tell him, you know, I can't pick you up today, Davin at home. But I knew he's waiting downstairs and he doesn't carry a cell phone yet. So <laughs> I had no way of reaching him. So I was sort of torn. What should I do? Should I let him wait over there? And sometimes he can wait there for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes, or half an hour. Yeah, sometimes we're late. And so that's not right. And so I remember what we studied in the morning. Actually, in the morning, we study a small piece of the Hayyim Yoim. Uh, it's the daily entry that uh, the Lubavitch Rebbe entered. So over there, he talks today that the Baal Shem Tov, uh, when he uh, began to teach and uh, reveal the uh, ways of Hasidim, he would actually travel to the people and he would inspire them. He lived in a very difficult time at the time, a difficult time in history. And the Jewish people always had Tzaras. and But in that particular time, there was a lot of problems in the financial, physical, the well-being of the Jewish people in general as a whole. And also there was the masses, there was a lot of Jewish people who weren't learned and who weren't, um, who were sort of disenfranchised. They didn't feel that they really belonged anywhere because they, were, they weren't learned, they weren't uh, accepted sort of in the uh, levels of the scholars, they weren't uh, accepted. And in their own uh, level over there, it was very, very difficult for them because financially it wasn't good and emotionally and physically it wasn't good. So unfortunately, a lot of people chose to uh, go ahead and look for other options. And the uh, Jewish people lost. Today we have, unfortunately, another, the other way. Uh, things are Baruch Hashem so good. Thank God they should continue. And there is actually the expression of the Baal Shem Tov, Ha'ovdim. So those that Mashiach will gather, those who are uh, lost of Mitzrayim, means of oppression, of difficulty. So when you have a lot of suffering, sometimes people get lost. And then there is Ayyudim Beretz Ashur. Ayyudim Beretz Ashur. Dochim Beretz Mitzrayim. Ayyudim Beretz Ashur means sometimes we have plenty, Baruch Hashem, and we don't have time for, unfortunately, for, for Yiddishkeit, for, for, for Torah and Mitzvahs. So, in any event, the Baal Shem Tov went out at that time to inspire the Jewish people. And he, what he would do is that he would travel from place to place and he would bring a message of hope, a message of, of uh, trust. Uh, he'd tell stories from the Talmud. He would speak to the heart of the simple people. And they were in turn very responsive to the Baal Shem Tov's reaching out to them and many, many of them sort of uh, changed their minds about leaving the religion and they decided to uh, 
stick it out, so to speak, and become learned people. Um, but then it says that his follower, his successor, the Magid of Mezrich, he no longer traveled. He actually stayed in his place, and the people will come to him. And it says why? Because at that point, it says it was already known, and they've done their work already, so we didn't have to reach them, but they already automatically came to him. So I figured that over here, Shimon isn't going to come over here by himself. So I figured that I have to still go ahead and reach to him to bring him over here because <laughs> I have to do what the Baal Shem Tov did. <laughs> I have to go out there and bring him here because on his own he's not going to get here. And uh, so that's why I decided. But uh, I was thinking about also about the Parsha along those lines. So we see about today's Parsha and today's Chumash, uh, Yosef is born and finally Rachel names him, she names him uh, Yosef. And she says because that was a bakosha, that was a request, a prayer to Hashem. She asked Hashem to give her another son, Yosef Hashem Li Bein Acher, while her sister had six, children, six sons and then a daughter and the other two uh, concubine wives or the Pilakshim, they had each one two and they knew that Yaakov was going to have 12 sons and already 11 were born so she prayed to Hashem she says Hashem should add that that son should be my son so she asked Hashem Yosef Hashem Li Bain Hashem should ask it, but she added a word she said Yosef Hashem Li Bain Acher it seems almost redundant <laughs> Uh, Yosef means already, in addition, Yehosafa means extra on what I already have. So the wording of here is Yosef Hashem Li Bain Acher. So there is an inner interpretation over here, is to take an Acher, to take somebody who's other, who's a stranger, and turn them into a Bain and make him into a son. So Yosef Hashem Li Bain Acher can also mean to take the Acher, take somebody who's estranged, somebody who's far away, turn them in, make him into a son, and I think what Rachel was saying, give me the zuchus, give me the privilege that I should be able to make this into a bane, that I should be able to bring him to be able to help out and make him from an acher a bane. And that's a, a big zuchus, and we see that, you know, that uh, at the end of the day, that uh, Rachel had Mesiris Nefesh, and she and of course Hashem says yes there is reward for your work and your children will come back to their boundary to the territory